1: Tuesdays from Top Golf, and it's a beautiful Tuesday here in Jacksonville, Florida, celebrating a win still here in Jacksonville. That still lingers, which is nice over the Buffalo Bills, but the weather is gorgeous. What a day. Come on out. We'll be here until 6 o'clock Tuesdays at Top Golf. If you tried to do mini golf out here at Top Golf, and uh, well, come play against us as we try our best here at all the different games that you can play. Uh, with the golf clubs out, I'll be swinging them lefty. Swung the golf club a little bit this morning for the first time in a long time. But uh, great day here in Jacksonville. We'll talk a lot of football. Dewan Smoot scheduled to join us at 3.30. You won't want to miss that. He's really one of the unsung heroes of the Jags, I think, uh, really the last couple of years. I think he's an underrated player. And uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars have themselves a nice find uh, that is now establishing himself with a pretty good career here in Jacksonville. We'll talk about that. We go around the NFL today. We do rookie report cards today. We also have uh, Josh Scobie coming on at 5 o'clock until 6 o'clock. So that will happen as well. He joins us every week, Tuesdays from Top Golf. Josh Scobie at 5 o'clock. Austin will join us in just a moment uh, as well. Birthday duties for Austin Lane today. So, uh... Uh, he is still working. With this boy, you call like a double? Like most people what are they what's even double shift, like in the real world? What's considered a double? Do you work doubles, Casey? Are you there?
0: I feel sorry, I, I feel talking to myself. You are talking to yourself. I feel like I work a lot, but I don't like technically the technical term of a double, I have no idea. Who might be able to give you better advice might be someone working at Top Golf as a server.
1: Yeah, probably. Like in the real world, I would say, like, I wonder if like a double you would think would be like a 16-hour shift. Well, that, I don't think that's real. thats true. the first
0: like, thing that came to my mind as well. Yeah, by I the way. don't.
1: Yeah, but I don't think that's it. Like,
0: no chance.
1: I think people would. I, I think they like to embellish a little bit sometimes and call a double like a 12-hour day.
0: Seems uh, reasonable. At least
1: in our is our newsroom, it feels like. Like Olivia will be like, "Yeah, I'm working a double today." I'm like, "You ain't working 16 hours. You like producing two shows, maybe." But it's not 16 hours. I don't buy it. I don't believe it. I'll have to ask her. Um, But it's still a long day. Uh, So what I'm basically getting at is Austin works like a double every day. I try to.
2: I try to, Brent. I mean, I don't know if I'd call it a double every day, but it's close. (laughs)
1: Yeah. I mean, it's an odd double. Because it's not by hours like, the double definition, most likely.
2: Yeah. I mean, essentially, it's like working two singles, and maybe it can turn into a double. But you I would, would be say more like singles. the split
1: shift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they would characterize you. Okay.
2: Yeah. All right. Something like that. That's cool. Happy birthday. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. I mean, I, I do and I don't, like, because, you know, we're kind of from the cup from the same cloth where we don't really celebrate our own birthdays,
1: but people feel the need to celebrate it yeah. for you so it's all good though That's i good. appreciate it I, listen i've come around on that a little bit um yeah. so i mean if you want to shower me with gifts and cake and all that stuff my birthday you can now do it uh no please don't actually i'd Noted. prefer you not uh, it is just another day for me and and as you uh, said as well but i did say this to steph that i was like you know it'd be kind of fun if we could like bring a cake or something nah, like that we all good and, though and get, but, well really selfishly speaking like okay. just have something you yeah, know? Yeah. But we can't even do that, Casey, for Austin because, like, it interrupts his fight diet. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he can't have sugar. We're sugar. trying to win a fight in a couple well, of weeks. Well, I
2: mean, weeks. I can, I can, like, hang on now. I'm a heavyweight, so I'm not cutting anything. So I c- could theoretically have sugar, but I don't want to have sugar before I go train and I feel all time.
1: Exactly. I don't want you, we don't. Yeah. We can't feel bad yeah, going yeah. into this fight. It's yeah. a big fight coming up. In so fairness, honest, how do you I
0: know think- there's not cake here? You guys didn't show up here. I'm here.
1: Well, that's true. I mean, you yeah. know, down in, the, down in that other radio station that, then, man. that he's a part of, they might break out all the stops. Like, they got a budget. Well,. They, they did have balloons for me today. I'm not, did seeing, they really? I'm not seeing any balloons here. It's all good. Now. That's not surprising. It's I mean, fine you have a damn office. I would hope they get you balloons.
2: Yeah, but is there anything worse than when it's like six o'clock in the morning, you're still waking up, and here is like a big surprise party for you, and you're not really feeling on right
1: then? But yeah. it is what it is. Well, that's nice that they did. That. It, it was it was a nice gesture. Yeah, we don't do that on this side of the. Building. And I appreciate you guys for that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, happy birthday. Thank you, got, you man. I mean, any plans? Uh, does Ronan uh, like to celebrate Dad's birthday?
2: Yeah. So I think it's going to be some kind of surprise dinner uh, to night um i have no idea what, what they're going to bring to the table unfortunately it's not taco bell um because you know i am in fight camp and taco bell during the week it's probably not the best and they thing. haven't brought back the
1: mexican pizza yet
2: exactly and that's kind of the big draw so i'm not sure what the what the lane family has
1: for me tonight but i'm looking forward to it yeah i i can't even know uh, what, what is the thing that i really like uh oh yeah like i would get these for you just mm-hmm. because i like them okay i uh, like nothing bump cakes Nothing bun cakes. You ever had those? Ah, Casey, you know what I'm talking about. Are they like like the little I do, Debbie things? No, they I mean this cakes? is like it's like a bakery, like in oh, town. Okay. It's not. It's now a chain. Okay. Like so, I think yeah, there are a lot of places, but they've got several of them in town, and that those that, those things are like drugs, man. Bunt cakes. Oh yeah. Okay. Like the, the bite sized ones. Bunt sized bun cakes. All I mean, let me look these up quick. I mean, seriously, like you could get addicted. Okay. And they're good, and I'm not a like a. Dessert guy. Yeah, like yeah, this yeah. Is, I don't, I don't care. Like if there's cookies there, eh, maybe have a cookie, but cake, all that stuff. Like that's not me. I'm not that. I'd rather have like gummy worms. So it's kind but
2: of, it's kind of like a sponge cake, right? It looks like.
1: Yeah. Yeah, okay. there you go. Okay, but the bite-sized ones, and they have like lemon, they have vanilla, sure. they have vel- red velvet. Like I don't, I usually go with the lemon or the vanilla. Okay, and it's got a little cream on, frosty cream on top there.
2: Okay, well now, hang here's the real question: What kind of frosting are we talking about? Are we talking about like a butter, buttermilk. Oh nope. See, gotta go cream cheese frosting, Brent, or I'm I, out. I don't think it's cream cheese, Casey. Do nah, you that's know? a
0: bummer. It's not cream cheese because I'm not eating cream cheese anything. So, Casey,
2: okay. you ever you, had a nice cupcake with the cream cheese frosting on top? I have. Disgusting.
1: Oh, wow. I mean, I'd be okay with that. Like, again, I'm not like a frosting guy, so I, I'm sure. not a connoisseur for this stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm just telling you that, and this is free advertising for them. Yeah. Because I'm just telling you what I'll tell you. Get it in. But nothing but cakes is like, seriously, like, it, it, I, I don't do drugs, but it must be <laughs> like what it is.
2: <laughs> I mean, if that is an endorsement of all <laughs> endorsements, hey, I'm Brent Martineau, I don't do drugs, but it's pretty much like doing drugs, nothing but cakes.
1: <laughs> uh, anyway, and so I would get to you those just so I could okay. have it. If, if I ever well, bring in Nothing But Cakes, it's really not for you. So is it? So it's a chain <laughs> store called Nothing But Cakes. Yeah, Like. Okay. I, don't, I, yeah, I guess it's a chain. I mean, okay. I, how many do they have in Jacksonville? I think they have one at like a Beach Boulevard. And I think they have one over at San Jose. I don't looks know if they like, have more than that. It uh,
0: looks uh-huh. like three. There's also one on Blanding.
1: That makes sense because okay. that's like part of Jacksonville, but it feels like it's like... In California,
0: okay, okay. <laughs> Beach <I'm> boulevards just, <laughs> a spot though.
2: I, I, I'm just being honest. Going by the pictures, which I, what I saw, which wasn't from them, but it's just like a bund cake in general. It looks like it's pretty. Uh,
1: don't like look at like pictures. In co- okay. Don't look at pictures. I would do the same. I'm it just. looks pretty dry. I'm just I just, it's, it's really good. And it's really the only failure of this year's edition of the Dream 18 is that I didn't have them involved in some way, shape, gotcha. or form. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, next year. All right. I'll, I'll be I sure I By the out. way, after this five minutes, I should get some. I, 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 I think mean, you, I've you, said you're entitled your to like at least times. a couple mini ones. And I've compared them to drugs. There you go. So That's quite the endorsement, Brent. <laughs> uh, Brent Martin of Austin Lane on his birthday. That's how we got here uh, from <laughs> Top Golf. Tuesdays from Top Golf. We have Dewan Smoot coming up yeah. in uh, just a little bit. So that is good. How oh, about that game last night? Holy cow! I hate the Steelers. Why did I pick Steelers six and a half points? Whew. They should have. Cr- they were killing the Chicago Bears. They couldn't do anything. Yeah. And then of course it makes it a game. It was kind of an entertaining game, but the story out of it is officiating. Yep. Uh, the officials are way too involved in these games. No doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, the taunting penalty is ridiculous. What's more ridiculous? Overall, the officiating late yet last night, mm-hmm. the taunting penny, uh, penalty on former Jag, Cassius Marsh, yeah. or the hip check <laughs> by the official? <laughs> I know. Um, I mean, man,
2: they're all really bad. The, the, the hip check from the official, though, is to me is like the trending topic because it's it slowed down. They have it in 4K. And, yeah, it, it, it feels like the official tried to set him up there with a the hip check. So? What
1: else would you call it? I don't know. Like, I, what else would you call it? I, it was amazing. Cassius Marsh, like, really thought he did that. Like, he, he brought it up in the post game. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that was what he got most offended about. Yes. What I didn't know is – all right, I tried to think both sides of this story right here. Yeah. Did he really – I don't know if I just don't want to believe, like, did he really hip check him? Did he really, like – why would he do that? And so I didn't know if maybe he thought he was going to go ar- in front of him at first. And so he started to kind of move back, but it was so late in the game that he ends up hitting him. Who knows? Like, I don't know. But yeah. I, why would the official hip check Cassius Marsh after he's about to throw a penalty anyway?
2: But I, yeah, but I don't feel like, I mean, even if it was incidental, the fact, like, the play? I mean, it, it came from a four, what Cassius Marsh
1: going to the second. Su- yeah, the I mean, official, supposedly. the bumping into the official was not why wasn't he threw a He was going after the flag. Yeah, yeah. At least still. in my view, he no, was. No, and I agree with that as well, but still. <laughs> <laughs> it's a crazy thing. Like, the thing's crazy. <laughs> Listen, the NFL is so bizarre uh, that last week was a bad week for the NFL. Yeah. Right. I mean, all the drama going on and all the bad stories off the field going on. Mm-hmm. And then you go back into the political realm a little bit with the vaccination stuff with Aaron Rodgers, which I don't think is a place where the NFL really wants to go. But the news cycle is so crazy with with NFL stories that it's like any press is good press kind of feel. Like, this is how it got built. Yeah. But I even said last night, like, how can you be Roger Goodell sitting in your gazillion-dollar lazy boy uh, watching monday night football and like this is good for the sport mm-hmm. you know the the amount of flags the taunting that wasn't really taunting even though i can tell by the official where he thought he was probably taunting at one of the players yeah it looked that way but yeah. it's just a stupid thing it's an emotional game it's a high-paced game and this taunting stuff while i understand like why do we want all these athletes to be so like Hey, yeah, you got to be choir boys and captains and everything else, too. It's an emotional game, and for them to dial it down so quick and, and now get busted for this kind of stuff and big penalties. I mean, these taunting penalties have been ridiculous. Yeah. I just can't imagine Roger Goodell for $128 million over the last couple of years sitting there being like, well, this is what we wanted to do. Everybody will be talking about this today. Nah, you don't want people talking no, about this no. stuff. I
2: mean, this is the classic case again of the NFL trying to overcorrect itself, and and they've gone to um, the extreme of the extreme. I mean, if I can turn on a Peyton Manning, Eli Manning broadcast and hear worse language than what, what you can say on a football field without getting a penalty, <laughs> yes. um, I think that we have a serious issue here. Right. And, and, and keep in double mind, double burden. No, and, and keep in mind, like we we're not privileged to hear. You know, there's like no behind the scenes what we can hear on the field during the game. So all we have to go off of is the rest, the ref's discretion. But at the same time, I feel like these rules aren't really stated clearly. Because I've seen other teams before celebrate, maybe and get in a player's face a little bit, maybe a little shoulder bump here or there and not get called. So now it's a penalty that is up to the discretion of the referee of how much he thinks that, you know, that guy is celebrating or taunting. And it's just, to me, when the the game's on the line, when you're talking about game flow, I would err on the side of not throwing it. This is football. This is a physical game. I mean, you're going to, there's going to be some talking. There's going to be some celebrating I don't get what's
1: wrong with that. This overcorrection by the NFL, man, it's got to stop. Well, the best – I had a comment yesterday. He said nobody would be talking about it if he didn't throw the flag. And to me, that's the greatest argument. Like, if we're talking about something that's debatable, Mm -hmm. things you're going to agree on – is it a hip check or wasn't it a hip check, right? We can debate that. We saw that. That happened. Taunting never happened to the 12 million people watching on TV last night. Yes. Until the official said it happened yeah. and then made it a thing. And then 11,999,000 said, what is that guy doing? Sure. Why would he throw that flag? Yes. So why would you do it? Like, it's a great example of this as n- nobody would throw the flag. You wouldn't throw the flag from your couch. You shouldn't throw your flag from from there. There are obvious signs of malicious behavior sometimes on a football field, yeah. on a sports field. There are obvious signs of malicious of intent to taunt yes that ain't it
2: no no and, and like do you think the Steelers were like well, hey this guy's taunting us pretty bad so let's go you <laughs> know like did you hear what he said like no no one's that's not taking part in a football game by the that, way his that, sack dance was more taunting than that his was than, that was impressive it way. was yeah. a good, good sack dance wasn't was it or yeah a guy who
1: doesn't have a lot of sacks no against, I mean, dude, that's a hell of a sack he's got some hip mobility right there <laughs> um You'll you know be fighting these, him in four years. There we
2: go. There we go. No, th- <laughs> these conversations are not taking part on the field. Guys aren't going to referees saying, "Hey, this guy's taunting me a little hard." You might want to watch this guy. Like, no, those conversations don't take place because this is the game of football. It's emotional. It's physical. And with all these penalties, you're ruining the game.
1: I feel. I feel like there's a sense of we're trying to. You know, we. T- I always steal this now. It's funny you say. It. You say it all the time. Uh, you know, don't be a robot. Be an athlete. Yeah. Right. Well, I feel like in baseball, this is why I want—I don't want robotic umpires because literally, robots will be doing like judging the sport. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, so I don't like that. But now, like the NFL, in a lot of respects, it's gotten so big; it's got—it doesn't want to turn into WWE or AEW, right? Yeah. But at the same time, it's like you want these guys to be robotic you want them to the reason people love this sport outside of gambling and fantasy football things is because it's fast it's violent. there are a lot of people like me that said they would not sign up and do it like we, we respect and admire the athletic ability of these folks to do it and so why take that away and and try to make everybody the same emotionally You know, and and so that's why we take taunting out. That's we've already taken hitting the quarterback out. I mean, it's flag football when it comes to that. Yeah. So I think they gotta be careful to do that. Though we don't want every athlete being the same, every football being the same.
2: No, for sure. But the the problem that I have with the taunting, like, yeah, the 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 whole quarterback rules. I mean, obviously those are aggressive, but like those, at least, I can see where the NFL is coming from in protecting the quarterback yeah yeah. right like that that's the moneymaker protect your quarterback so be it it's an offensive driven league yada 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 okay I can understand that rule I may not agree with it all the time but I understand it from the taunting standpoint I don't understand that because who are you protecting because you're not protecting the fan because we can't hear what's going on in the field are you protecting the player who his emotional well-being because maybe he got taunted a little too hard during a game like who are you protecting when you keep throwing these flags because it, 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 it's not an injury type of thing. We're talking about guys jaw jacking back and forth. So who are you protecting? I saw Aaron Rodgers a couple weeks ago in Chicago drop an F-bomb and says that he owns the entire you know, <laughs> organization, the fan base. And obviously it wasn't to the Chicago Bears, quote, unquote, team, but it was to their fan base. And, like, that went on without, without a hitch. Well, that to me was a little more offensive because I heard that. My son was watching that as opposed to whatever Cassis Marsh did on the sidelines of the Steelers. Like, who are you protecting? Nobody. So then why are we
1: enforcing this so much? Yeah, I I guess it's a way of shutting fun down. A little bit of shutting fun down to say, hey, kids might be watching. Like, is that what Roger Goodell and the competition committee and everybody else is saying? Mm. Or or could there be the deeper dive of this be like listen if you have guys taunting well then you create potential dirty play in between the trenches then you create this this atmosphere where blood boils a lot more and we don't want that i mean one of the big criticisms of of this week is mac jones what he did with brian burns after and twisting his ankle yeah and and i thought i forget who it was but somebody said listen we're a fraternity here. Like, don't try to hurt one of our guys. Like, now, listen, Max says he didn't try to do anything intentional, blah, blah, blah. Uh, w- we can talk about that a little bit later. We probably will. Yeah. Um, but I think what he's saying there is this is a fraternity of players that we respect what these guys, you do for a living, what I do for a living, that we're feeding our families. We're trying to make as much uh, as we can in a short window of time. Yeah. We're putting our bodies on the line. Yeah. So, like, I, I guess they're trying to protect maybe – well, like the a crazy happened? breaking out, you know, because yeah. we have seen that on. It. Listen, you know what? Is this like a? This feels like it's almost like the Vantes perfect, like the that, the residual from all of that. Because for a while there, it looked like he was going to go. Yeah, know. well,
2: well they, 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 that that led from a dirty hit, though. I, I know. You know yeah.
1: yeah, but but people like vilified him. Like, of course, it, it yeah, seemed yeah, like yeah, all, yeah. like players from other teams like. If they had a chance to hurt him, they wouldn't mind it. Sure. You know what I mean? I, that, I guess I, I that's what I'm you. getting at, that they don't want to, like, the blood boils so much that you want to go hurt a guy in the in the heat of the moment, in the emotion of the moment. Yeah. And that's what they're trying to eliminate. I'm trying from their point of view. but Yeah, no. Uh,
2: uh, yeah. I, I understand that you, you're probably trying to de-esquit the situation. But at the same time, I mean, it's football, man. You're supposed to celebrate. Okay. I like, the, 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 this has always been a part um, of the game. And to to be a referee and say, well, we don't have to escalate to where it's going to be a brawl. Well, that's your job to control that. Yeah, yeah All right? that's so, true. So, I mean, if, if a guy goes to the sideline and flexes, is he hurting anybody? No. Will, will, you know, will that be monitored? Will, will that be justified on the field? Will there be some kind of repercussions? I don't know. Maybe. And it, it might be a 15-yard a, a unnecessary roughness, whatever the case may be. Then so be it. Then call it in that moment. Yeah, yeah. But do, don't try to call these penalties because, well, you're trying to de-escalate it before it gets to the point where it's going to boil over into a brawl. Because the, the game has been going on for how long? I haven't seen way too many brawls on the field in terms of, well, guys were celebrating a little too hard, and it
1: escalated, and then there's a fist fight. Yeah, that's a great call. Like, really, if you were an official and you thought it was getting out of control, flag the sideline then. Yeah, Flag the yeah. coach and be yeah. like, hey, you don't have control of your guys. We're yeah. giving you a flag. Yeah. Like, and when it gets to that point, if that's what we're worried about, you know, I, again, I'm trying to find, to, like, your point. I think you bring up a great point. Like, who are you impacting by by governing taunting? Mm-hmm. Like, Again, kids don't do this on the playground, like don't do this at <laughs> Pop Warner. Well, I got a we got a kid stiff arming everybody, Derek Henry's way. Yeah. yeah it might yeah. be hurting them. Yeah. I mean sure. <laughs> like here we see videos of that. Yeah. Uh, Cassius Marsh do the by by the way, that might be like his moment in the NFL. I mean, who knows how many sacks this guy's gonna get. Sure. <laughs> it no, gets no. spoiled by that. And quite frankly, it cost Chicago the game. Here's a Cassius Marsh uh former Jags player actually after the game talking about it.
2: The one thing that I will say is uh you know, on my way to the sideline, I got hip-checked by the ref, and it's, it's pretty clear. Um, if I were to do that to a ref or even touch the ref, you know, we'd get kicked out of the game and possibly suspended and
1: fined. So I just think that that was incredibly inappropriate, um, and that's all I'll say about that. So that's Cassius Marsh. Uh, by the way, kudos to Chicago and their PR team for bringing Cassius Marsh out. Yeah, You know, that's not a guy that talks all the time. That yeah. guy normally doesn't talk. And a lot of times, you know, You know, PR departments will hide that guy after a situation like that. Yep. You know? I yeah. mean, uh, I, I was surprised to see him on the podium, quite frankly. Yeah. Uh, and I thought he was well-spoken about it. He was like, listen, we all saw it. I wasn't taunting anybody. They missed the call. Mm-hmm. And then he took the time to do the hip jack thing. And, by the way, Corrente, who did that, has the Jags game this week. Oh, I can't wait. Jags and Colts. Good. Uh, one last thought on this. Is he, See, I I feel for offici- officiating is a hard job. Yeah, but that's what you signed up for, you well, know? Well, you did, but we, there's been this argument for years, right, about, like, should they make it a full-time job, all this stuff? Mm-hmm. And Well, if they did, then I think you'd be able to fine a guy for being just dead wrong about something or yeah. this move right here. Like, you could then – maybe there is a fine in play. I think it's harder to do when they're not full-time employees and they're kind of, like – Uh, All you can do is go around high school fields, folks. There's not, like, referees and umpires and officials just hanging on trees ready to come out. Yeah, Like, it's a hard... They're short of officials. And my guess is the NFL's probably doesn't have, like, a line of officials that they are comfortable with officiating games either. I'm sure. You know, so yeah. they, there's almost like a protection of, hey, we know your job's hard, and we appreciate you guys being pretty good at it, because the alternative, we could have a lot of guys bad at it. In but
2: here. then, what's the incentive if you're really good at it, right? You, you get to really officiate the Super Bowl, yeah, play-offs that it Super Like, Bowl.
1: They, they monitor you and everything? Yeah, okay. playoffs and Super Bowls. So, I got you. Um, yeah. I, I just don't, I don't know if I believe finding a, a guy, uh, unless it's just absurd. Like, if they find out that Corrente did that on purpose or he did hip check, yeah. well, then you should find him. You can't do no. that. I mean, I think if it, it should or be more Or suspend him. Yeah, that's what oh, I was yeah. suspend him, yeah. Yeah. Because you can't do that as a player. No. Right? I mean, you're, you're suspended if you're a player. You're ejected, you might be suspended. fine, suspended. Yeah. So I, I would agree with it in that situation. I do think officiating is really hard. We see everything on a slow-mo replay. Officiate like his angle, if you watched it from his angle, I could see why he thought he was taunting. Yeah. We saw the other angle where we knew he didn't say a thing. No, for sure. If we never saw the other angle, we would probably not question the taunting as much.
2: But then, then err on the side of not ruining the game. I agree. I agree. You know? Yeah. Like, if you're really gonna question it, then don't throw that flag. Yeah,
1: I agree. Uh, all right, we'll be back. Tuesdays from Top Golf continues. DeJuan Smoot scheduled to join us coming up next, talking about a Jags win, big Jags defensive uh, performance, and probably changing diapers. <laughs> uh, we have that coming up Tuesdays from Top Golf. Action Sports Jags on ESPN 690.
2: Uh, I feel like we just came together as a full defense today. Everybody showed up on every level.
1: DBs really came out there and locked up everything, and, and the passwords really came together. Every, on every level, I feel like we all came together as a, as a defense, for sure. That is Dewan Smoot after the game. Had another big game on Sunday. Uh, I, You know, he's, he's been really, really good. What a story Dewan Smoot is the last couple weeks. I guess he hasn't lost a lot of sleep. I was going to say, man, dude's getting his eight hours and still looks like props to him for that. That's never easy. I just saw this. Uh, You know, college basketball starts tonight. That's Uh, insane. Jacksonville women's basketball team started this afternoon. Okay. And uh, they beat uh, Power 5 school on the road for the first time in program history. Looks like they beat Minnesota 69-66. to Golden
2: Gophers. Sorry about that. Yeah, I like it.
1: I want to just double check. It was Minnesota. I'm reading that logo right now. It was
0: indeed Minnesota, yes. That's a heck of a win.
1: Uh, J.U.'s had a good program. Uh, UNF, of course, uh, as well in the A-Sun, and they're picked second in the A-Sun this year on the women's side. Uh, They get going tonight, I think. uh, That is
0: also correct.
1: UNF women, are they at Florida State? No. Um, Tell me where they're at. I forget. Is this Uh, this tonight? uh, The men are home, by the way, for J.U. The UNF men are on the road at. Texas Tech, and then Texas A&M tomorrow.
2: So is this like the thing where they uh, they play like at midnight some teams do? It's like the midnight madness?
1: No, that would have been more like a month ago. Oh, like when okay. they start basketball. Like, you know, like the first – um, first practice type of thing.
2: Oh, okay. I thought they had, like, the, the games, too. Like Florida Night State was correct, for, by the way. To open things up.
1: Yeah. so uh, Maybe not. Um, so, anyway, good luck to all the hoop teams and a heck of a win for JU to start the year. That's awesome uh, that they got that done. Uh, DeJuan Smoot scheduled to join us in uh, in just a few minutes. I know they're trying to track him down right now. appreciate the Jags PR team uh, helping us out there. Uh, Brett Morton, Austin Lane. And Casey Kurtz, Tuesday's from Top Golf. Josh Goby will join us uh, in a little bit as well. Obviously, we talked about that game yesterday. We're going to talk about Justin Fields a bit more in our QB rookie report card, uh, as he had himself a nice second half, especially in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. with some of the things that he did. Uh, and we'll talk uh, more about the other rookies like Mac Jones, like Trevor Lawrence, uh, as well. If you know, we had uh, James Robinson on last night on Jags Report Live, and and by the way, he's going to give it a go this week in practice and, and just didn't feel great uh, on Sunday in his pregame workout to go, Yeah, and so he just held out one more week. We'll see what happens, but uh, I think the expectation is he's going to play. He wasn't 100% yesterday with us. We'll try to get some of that sound and, and play for that uh, Jags Report Live last night at Sneakers in Jacks Beach. Uh, good to have James on the show, but you know what? A theme of mine, at least, Mm -hmm. now that the Jags won this game, played really well on defense and and are showing some life on defense, showing some signs that, okay, maybe they're going to, you know, they can can keep your team in the game, you know, and and that was, they won that game for the Jags, but you can keep the team in the game, give the offense a chance. Well, then how can you get the offense cooking a little bit, you know? So that's kind of my thing this week. I, I gave you that stat about the 30 points just twice since. Uh, 2018, September or October of 2018, that's a stretch of 36 games where the Jags haven't scored 30 points. They've only done it two occasions. I mean, that's nuts in today's NFL. So how do they get cooking? Like, what do they do? Uh, obviously, they're banged up on the offensive line, but those guys are suitable, right? Yeah. I mean, as backups, uh, their depth is pretty good. Walker Little will probably get a little more comfortable. He, he came along during that game. Got off to a slow start, but then came along. So what is like, how do they get the ball down the field, Austin? Because really the last two weeks, I don't see the ball traveling down the field. The 28-yard play, a 23-yard play, they were more shorter passes yeah. that ended up leading to, like, run after the catch. Yeah. But, I mean, Trevor Lawrence has an arm. If you yeah. don't throw the ball down the field, you're taking away one of his assets. Yeah. Right? So no, how do they do it?
2: So, yeah, you know, it's, it's a great question because if James Robinson's out, then it's going to have to fall on Trevor Lawrence. You know, uh, I think these past couple weeks – we talk about this Jaguars offense, and there's been a lot to like about it, but there has been the emergence of Dan Arnold. And I, I truly believe to get this offense firing it in, in a new gear, you have to incorporate him even more. You know, because if you have that weapon in the middle of the field, that makes things a lot easier and opens things on the outside when defenses start keying in on that. Um, I, you know, I'm not sure what, what his stat line was this last game, but... I feel like Dan Arnold even needs more and more targets. Well, he led
1: uh, four catches for, like, 60 yards. He led the team in catches. Yeah.
2: No, I mean, when that's your leading receiver, though, with four catches, 60 yards, you probably need to do a little better job. But, no, I, I, I want to see Dan Arnold more. I want to see, you know, the, the motions. I want to see you attacking the middle of the field because that's what has to be done right now because teams are, you know, taking away guys like Marvin Jones for the most part. Teams are taking away the outside with Miska Chenault when he's lined up there. Um I just think we need more tight end you know, production, and, and that starts in the middle of the field.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, that's good. I mean, uh, I think they've utilized some of their tight ends. Manhurts had a catch the other day. Yeah. Uh, you know, I feel like Marvin... Darrell should have had one. Yeah, he should have had one. You're right. Uh, you know, I still don't feel like they're using LaVisca a lot. Uh, I do think... I'm kind of waiting for... Oh, Marvin Jones had the big game against Miami. But you know Marvin yeah. Jones in his career, he's had some games where it's oh, like, he's had like touchdown a, yeah, kind of touchdown days game. and yeah. 150 yard kind of days. Yeah, wouldn't mind seeing that kind of day. But you know they're they're shading him a little bit. I mean he's their top guy. Oh yeah. Everybody else, are, they're like, hey, don't let this guy beat you deep or don't let this guy beat. If Bird, I'm you.
2: A, if I'm a defensive coordinator right now and I'm sitting in that room and I'm putting the the, the game breakers, the game wreckers up there who we got to stop, um, it's James Robinson and closely after that it's Marvin Jones.
1: Yeah. So I think they got to. They got to get to their playmakers. They got to get the ball down the field. Now they had a couple options. You know, how much do you think? A, a lot of people in the fan base are like, "Man, he should have." Trevor should have hit that play to Marvin Jones. Yeah. You know, late the double move, uh, the the blitz was coming. Um, I thought the play kind of the timing of the play was off because of the blitz. Am I being too nice to Trevor there? Like, I'm not saying he couldn't have made the play. I'm just saying, I don't know, if, should we be saying should have, or do we give credit to the defense a little bit for altering that play and the timing just wasn't there? Um, or should they make that play? I mean, because they make that play, the game might be over. He might go to this. So,
2: yeah, I mean, obviously the timing was off, and it was a great call by the defense, but we've seen other quarterbacks make that play. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I get Trevor's a rookie this year, and, and hopefully he
1: develops where he does make that play. But,
2: you know. When you see other quarterbacks make that
1: play, I think you're expected to make it. Yeah, and the reason I say I felt like the timing was off because he didn't just, like, miss him. Like, he missed him by, like, 12 yards. No, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, it was – and, again, I think there's a little bit of Trevor in these situations. Like, okay, don't make a mistake. It's a tight game. So, I'm going to err on the side of caution. Well, what's the caution side on that play? It's definitely overthrowing rather than underthrowing. And if you go to Trevor's mind, he had already underthrown Jamal Agnew on that third and two. Mm -hmm. So, now he's thinking maybe a little more juice on it. Maybe he's just off. I mean, again, I'm not saying he shouldn't have made the play. I'm just wondering, like, okay – Is that a 9 out of 10 play that he just missed? Mm -hmm. Or is it more like a 6 out of 10 or a 5 out of 10 play that he just missed?
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, I would probably say like a 6 out of 10 right now. But hopefully as he develops, as he gains more confidence, and just kind of figures out the whole mental aspect of everything, then yeah, that's going to be a 9 out of 10 play, hopefully a 10 out of 10 play.
1: Yeah, I I think so too. Listen, uh, we can expect those things. We've been... Um, I'm not trying to defend Trevor here. I, I think the last two weeks he's been very just kind of blah. Yeah. You know, I mean, well, really, I could think you could say he was pretty bad against Seattle. Not like three turnover bad, but he wasn't good. Yeah. And I think he was just kind of there the other day. Like mm-hmm. the, We've gone two weeks now where I don't really feel like Trevor's made a play that I go, wow. Yeah, we don't want to start calling him game manager Trevor. No. You know? No, you don't want to. Because, because he's not like, he's, he's not and that I, guy. And I do think Urban kind of hinted at, they did turn him into a little bit of a game manager the other day because the defense was playing so well. Sure. So they did not want to put him in risky spots to make, like, a, a mistake that would have altered the game, you know? That's the way yeah. they well, – that's why he said they called the game. I understand. Some days you do that, but – Yeah, but then, are, are, I mean, are you playing not to lose? you playing to win, though. Yeah, you know? I think you got to be careful. Well, I think with that call, the call was right, you know? I mean, yeah. we well, don't criticize Bevel. It was open. They don't hit it. So I think they were playing a win right there. A double move at that spot would have worked if they maybe could have picked up a blitz or Trevor just makes the throw, Mm -hmm. uh, depending on how you want to look at it. So uh, something to keep an eye on there for sure. I I really just – I think this offense is going to take off at some point. But now it's been two pretty flat weeks. Last week was the number one defense in the league. Seattle – I Think might be starting to come around, and that was just such a bad game. I don't know what we can take away from it, yeah. But at the same time, I want to see a little bit more the way this ball, this offense was moving in the first few weeks, even if they weren't scoring all the time. Yeah, and we don't see that. The problem with the first few weeks is, yeah, they were moving up and down the field, but they also were turning the ball over at a high rate. Yeah, they were so I, I wonder if that's a little bit of it. Okay, Trevor's so like, I'm not going to turn the ball over as much, dump, 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 yeah, instead of. <laughs> Let it fly.
2: Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, the last thing you want to see, though, with your rookie quarterback or even your offense is for them to get in their own head. I know. Uh, And that's kind of what you're seeing right now. You know, I mean, I understand if you're Trevor, you don't want to make mistakes. It was, it was the Jaguars defensive. You know, it was their game to win. I get all that stuff. But the last thing you want from your first overall pick in Trevor Lawrence is to, you know, is, is to put a taper on it and say, yeah, we're just going to manage this game. No. Like, the this – this guy is here for a reason. Urban Meyer is coaching this guy for reasons because what we fell in love with when he was in college um, and in terms of scoring points. So, you know, I think if I'm Bevel and I'm going forward, yes, you still need a heavy dose of James Robinson. But I also, I, I got to turn Trevor Lawrence loose a little bit. I, I, I got to see what this guy can do. And I got to have to save him from himself sometimes and say, hey, interceptions are okay, man. All right, mistakes are going to happen. But it, it, you got an arm, let it fly a little yeah. bit.
1: To take the safety off, pull the trigger. Well, you did say something I think is really valuable here. James Robinson, he brings the play action into play. Yeah. And then that's when you can play action a little bit. Then you can hit the ball deep, right? Yeah, yeah. And it keeps those defenses from blitzing all the time. Yeah. And now you can call those shots on first and second down rather than just on third and eight situations when it's obvious pass. So mm-hmm. some of that goes all together. And James is a big part of this. I mean, the offense is flattened out. Maybe because some of the defensive stuff the last couple of weeks, maybe Trevor's not playing that great, but they also don't have their best offensive player playing. Yeah. I mean, that's a factor here yeah. uh, nonetheless. So we'll see if the Jags offense can get going. I think they don't have to. You know, I mean, they got to they score 27. They got to score 30. They got to they go win a game. Yep. Like Again, I saw Justin Fields go put himself in position to win a game. We've seen Mac Jones do it a little bit. I need that out of the, out of the Jags and out of Trevor Lawrence mm-hmm. soon. I think it's going to happen at times. We really haven't seen it yet, uh, if we're being completely honest. So, uh, hey, let's take a timeout. Tuesday's from Top Uh We're trying to get together with Dewan Smoot. we got plenty of time to make that happen. I think we'll make it happen. Uh, also, Odell Beckham Jr., 4 o'clock. He becomes, well, an unrestricted free agent where he can go sign yeah. with anybody. This, I don't know if I should feel good for Odell Beckham Jr. or if I hate this about the Odo player Beckham wins Jr. again. Yeah. Uh so where do you fall on it and where's he going to end up? There's a a latest quote if you will yeah. out of uh, Odo Beckham Jr. at where he wants to play. we talk about it coming up. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690 Tuesdays from Top Golf. We will be back in a moment. <laughs>
0: Focusing no
2: on more than anything, just getting off on the ball. I mean, that's what I worked on a lot this offseason, just my techniques and how I get off and everything, knowing I was gonna have a lot more opportunities on the edge. So I
1: just I just focused on getting off the ball and just be, be able to get that first step. That is Dewan Smoot, three and a half sacks. I think he has twenty pressure. No fifteen. Fifteen pressures. I think he has the most pressures on the team. Josh Allen has twelve of them. Josh has five and a half sacks, obviously, at the big day. But uh Dewan Smoot. Likely will join us at some point here uh, as we track him down, but we got plenty of time. We're not going anywhere. We're live at Top Golf. Tuesdays at Top Golf. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. You know, coming up in about 13 minutes, the uh, window closes to put a claim in on Odell Beckham Jr. And uh, well, doesn't look like anything's happened. Any news on that front that you're seeing, Casey? No. Yeah. So it looks like he's headed toward being an unrestricted free agent and by the way like this 7.25 million dollar deal or whatever that if you had waived you know if you had picked him up yeah well now four million of that i think is like cleveland has to take on yeah if he clears through waivers Mm -hmm. so this is going to be a friendlier deal for most likely whoever picks him up and he's going to get what he wants and go to a contender, most likely. The team wherever he wants to. And yeah. I think he has now said what uh, you just said, the latest is uh, Green Bay.
2: Green Bay is the team I think that he desires, yes.
1: I, I don't know. Like, it's funny. You're a former player. I I side with players on a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, not all the time, uh, and I like to walk around the whole story and see it from the organizational point of view. And Like, I think the Odell Becker story, I brought this up the other day on, on uh, ESPN 690 Game Day Live from the Duval House Sunday morning, and, and I said it to Casey, I was like, you know how we talk a lot about a player outperforms his deal, he wants a new deal. Correct. Right? Yeah. Like James Robinson, for example. Oh, like, yeah. Right? I mean, yeah, he should want a new deal after in, in – at the end of this year. He's not eligible until, like, after this year. Mm-hmm. And so he should want a new deal. Yes. And he's earned a new deal. And he yes, should he get a new deal. Correct. But then there are other players that will sign a deal to say it's, like, four years, $40 million. And then two years into their deal, they're, like, performing at an unbelievable rate, and they want Michael Thomas kind of money now. Yeah. Right? I
2: mean, did DeAndre Hopkins is the reason why he was shipped out of
1: Houston. Pretty much. That's right. Yeah. And, and he still had, like, what, three years left? Correct. So that's a great example. Yeah. And, by the way, DeAndre Hopkins, like, the best player in the league, maybe, at the wideout position. Yeah. So I get it, but at the same time I'm always like, listen, the organization took a chance on you and signed you to this deal for this length of time in hopes that you would outperform it so they could get the best end of the deal. Yes. Like they put the risk out there so they could get the back end payoff. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's kinda how business works a little bit. They took the risk. Well, they get a little bit of a payoff at the end. Well, not in the NFL. Like the player gets the, the money, the the team assumes the risk, and then if the player performs, he wants more, or he gets unhappy and gets out of there. Well, I think in these situations, Odell Beckham Jr. should have to give money back. Mm -hmm. I mean, he signed like a five-year, $90 million deal in the last few years. What the heck has he done? So, no, (laughs) you're not wrong. I'm not saying he should give it back, but the ownership should say, hey, how about giving some of that back? No, for sure, for sure.
2: (laughs) Do you think that, you know, assuming that he does clear waivers, is he clearing waivers because... Teams are turned off by what it's going to cost in terms of money versus player performance, or is he going to clear waivers because teams don't just want to? You know, maybe the the agent scared them off. If you know, if they're not the the Packers or the Chiefs or whatever. Like, what? What do you think the major reason would be that Odell Beckham Jr. is going to clear waivers?
1: I think. I think what we've talked about this week is that they built this deal some way, shape, or form in the contract, which we really don't know exactly. Maybe we find out, like, in Peter King's column, like, next week or something. But I think they built this to discourage teams like the Jags, the Lions, the Texans, the others to bring him in Mm -hmm. from his his agent's point of view. And I think there are a host of other teams that wouldn't mind bringing him in but couldn't afford him at that rate. I think... There are a lot of teams right now that would say, listen, there are a heck of a lot worse characters and, and personalities and soap opera stuff than Odell Beckham Jr. He's not as big a problem as it's being painted out to be. I honestly don't think he's that big of a problem. Like, I really don't. Yeah. I think he wants to just produce, and, and he's not getting the ball a lot. And and so he's like, send me somewhere where I can play. And so this looks like drama, but I don't really think it's as much drama. Like, listen, Jalen Ramsey looked like a bunch of drama. Yeah. Right. Well, well and, and it, and it was. Yeah. And it felt like, and it was a lot to do to get out. But once he got out, he just went and played. Oh, they yeah, had no now drama.
2: No, they love him in LA. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so yeah.
1: I think this is a little bit more like that. Like, listen, I'm unhappy with my situation, and so I'm going to be there, a good citizen for you, and I'm going to go play my butt off for you. Yeah. But get me to a place that I can play instead of watch two running backs run the ball and tight ends catch the ball and all See, that stuff. You know?
2: Yeah. I, I guess the issue though that begs question is when Jalen Ramsey was doing all that stuff with his back. Was it justified? Well, you, you can make an argument and say, no, it wasn't, but he was the best corner in the league. Yeah, true. So you can true. get away with that. I wouldn't put Odell Beckham Jr., from what I've seen the past couple years, even a top 10 wide receiver. I don't
1: think he's in the top 25, quite honestly. Sure. I think you can name 24 receivers, 25 sure. receivers better than him.
2: Yeah. So And I would and take Antonio Brown over him. Yeah. So I mean, Tampa's wait, got
1: three of them. But yeah, but you, but you know, like <laughs>
2: what, what Antonio Brown did, about, yeah, all, yeah. The, all the
1: other gimmick and stuff like that, and all the theatrics. So yeah, I me, see what you're just, saying. Like, I'd rather have Antonio Brown the receiver than Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, the receiver. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So so to me, I guess my biggest question is, and I didn't want to call it drama or distraction, but this scene going on right now is it warranted from the playing capabilities of Odell Beckham Jr.? Now who knows? Maybe he goes to Green Bay and now he has a Pro Bowl caliber year playing with Aaron Rodgers, we'll see. But the fact that you couldn't make it work in, in Cleveland with Baker Mayfield, with a, with a, a pretty explosive offense, obviously a run-first offense, maybe he's not getting enough targets, whatever the case may be, but it just it makes me question all this stuff, all these theatrics, is it worth the price tag of
1: Odell Beckham Jr.? Yeah, I think it is. Listen, yeah. I think if, I think, and I, listen, all respect to Alan Lazard, he's turned a nice career, but <laughs> if you could have Odell Beckham Jr., or Alan Lazard. Oh, yeah. I've got to believe Aaron Rodgers like, okay, give me that guy talent. You know, yeah, not, I mean, I've got I've to believe. him in Jacksonville. And he loves no, Alan Lazard. Beckham Jr. here in right? Jacksonville. Yeah. So I think, yes, I think this is going <laughs> to be very Jalen Ramsey-esque. I don't think you're going to see a soap opera play out with the next team he goes to yeah. for O'Dell Beckham Jr. I think he kind of threatened that a little bit to stay away from teams like Jacksonville. Sure. But I, I think the bigger thing is here leaves a weird taste in my mouth. It's like, and that's what Jalen did. It was the Jalen stuff made you like, I'm not happy for Jalen, right? Like, people weren't happy for Jalen that he got his way. This was like a guy who took his ball and went home. Well, Odell Beckham Jr.'s doing that. He's the kid in the neighborhood that took his ball and he went home because he didn't get his way. And but, so why yeah. should we be happy that now he doesn't have to go to a bad team or help a bad team out like Jacksonville or whatever, and now he's going to go to Green Bay and maybe win like a Super Bowl? But why is it Why do I feel good for that guy? I no,
2: but so yeah, why is it, though, in the NBA, like a guy like Kevin Durant, who went yeah. to the Warriors and, and we chastised him for yeah, yeah. and then all of a sudden he goes to the Nets? And we definitely chastised him for that as well because they were building super teams. We, we are so against the thought of super teams in the NBA that you have a guy like Odell Beckham Jr. who essentially can go wherever he wants. I mean, that's kind of a super team. It is. Like, I mean, if, if he goes to the Packers, yeah, I would think they're exponentially better
1: now because you have one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and now you're better than Alan Lazard. So, yeah, they're going to do pretty well. I think most reasons we don't like this, by the way, is because most of us couldn't pull it. Yeah. The average person can't say go into their boss's office and be like, "Listen, I don't want to be here anymore. Please yeah. get me out of here." Yeah. And then I'm going to end up in a better situation once yeah. I walk out the door. Trust me, I tried. I'm <laughs> still here. That's <laughs> not real I'm life, scared. you know. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> so, no. it's. I think that's why we have a problem with it. Yeah. You know, yeah. especially a guy with a ninety million dollar price tag too. You know. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens. Five minutes away, and maybe you'll be on Green Bay in just a few minutes. <laughs> we'll be back. Tuesdays from Top Ashken Sports Jax on ESPN 690.
0: If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjax.com.